Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We are now on Sunday afternoon. It's cold and wet outside again. Again. And it's episode 75. It is. It's supposed to be nice in the week though. Oh, is it? Yeah, looking forward to that. Thank goodness. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Um, your superpower. Not right. yours in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something we haven't let on on the episodes yet. Yeah. No, just one's superpower, <laughs> to be posh. Um, no, any anybody's superpower, that we all have a superpower, that we're all unique. At the end of the day. Oh, I see. So, like, whether it be a particular talent or a thing that we lean towards and... Oh, I understand. Yeah, okay. and I touched on this uh, on another podcast at the left. Wow. Oh, that's speech is not my superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on another <laughs> podcast episode, um, in that I'd seen a post on Facebook, and I think they'd been in the clubhouse room or, or something like that. I can't remember, or they'd been part of a, a talk of some kind, and, and people were saying that their USP was them and how they, um, you know, their, their personality and their personal way of doing things and that had really annoyed the poster and she was like that's not your USP but I oh. completely disagree I think that it might not be your only USP um, and if if you've got like a, a, a you know a software product or something then that's not going to fit but if you're a, a kind of service related business or small business then absolutely your USP is you and the way you do things and um, your your personality is your brand in lots of ways. Well it's, and it's your interpretation as to what you perceive the, if you're doing a product or service, what excellence in that product or service yeah. looks like. So just because we've been conditioned to believe that, oh, this is the way you should do things. I mean, the whole reason why, if you go back to Steve Jobs and Apple, when he brought out the original iPhone, mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was the first person to create a mobile phone. No. Mobile phones have been around for a long time leading up to that. Yeah. But he had his own personal vision as to what that that experience should look like. And yeah. it was very much about how he felt that yeah. experience should be as opposed to somebody else. Yeah, and even if you do have a, a brand new product or service that nobody has ever thought about, which is pretty unusual anyway, even if you're the first one to kind of bring it to market, like um, Sarah Blakely of Spanx, it, loads of women come up to her all the time and go, oh, I used to cut my tights off. Yeah. And, you know, it, it doesn't, a, a properly unique idea in lots of ways doesn't exist. No, because um, they're normally just iterations of. Exactly. There's, there's just a, there's just some of those iterations are bigger leaps than others. Yeah. Um, but even if you did, that's still short lived because somebody yeah. else is going to come along and do it and then they're going to do it slightly differently in their way or, or they are going to just out and out copy you. You know, there's some, it's very rare for there to be one of something. Well, yeah, I, when we were, the, when we introduced Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire to the UK um, back in 2008, um, we were one of the first players in the market space for doing Photo Booth Hire for weddings, events and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And trying to teach a whole new buying habit to a whole new market was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It was a really painful... So being second or third down the road, I mean, I mean, I know this isn't necessarily down to your superpower thing, yeah. but it's actually not as attractive as most people would have you believe. No, it's actually, exactly. It's actually better in business for you to see a recognised market, a recognised service or product... And then put your and identify what you perceive is the best way to deliver that. Yeah, and it's also really frustrating when you are the first or one of the first, and then everybody comes along and copies your stuff anyway. Because we were one of the first in in the photo booth industry. I, I I know of a couple of others that started around about the same time as us, kind of in their own 
story their own way they'd found this idea the same as we'd found the idea and they kind of we all started at similar times um but we were 100 percent the first people to bring in the guest book yeah and then everybody was doing the guest book yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do kind of well, it's now synonymous with photo booth yeah absolutely but i think the like going back to the superpower piece it's it can take a really long time to work out where your talents if you like lie because um like for me personally, I've like I've never been particularly great at sport, mm-hmm. right? I've had like there's certain things that I'm good at, like I have a natural affinity towards, whether it be running or something like that. But I'm not a great runner by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination. But I'm kind of okay, and um and there's certain things like that. But nobody ever said, oh, he's really talented at that. Mm-hmm. You know, can't play any music, right? Definitely can't sing, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> Although I happily believe I can, even then, but we know I can't. So it's like all the kind of traditional versions of what talent, what people perceive to be talent or someone's very good at. I, I didn't tick any of those boxes. And of course, I've done martial arts, like for, for some of my children into adult and so on. And no one ever, none of the instructors ever turned around and went, oh, he's really talented mm. at that. And even going into employment, no one ever went, well, he's great at, do you know mm. what I mean? I just worked my way through. And I remember my... Um, my dad saying to me once, he's like, oh, there's one trait that us Johnsons have got, and that's, because um, my surname's Johnson, um, is that we, we can pick things up, assimilate it, and be able to communicate it in a very clear way, mm-hmm. and we, we're able to understand something and simplify it and re-communicate it. Yeah. And, and he's always, like, we talked about that a lot, and I remember for years and years and years being told, like, he and I having these conversations, and... And we used to joke about it and I used to say, oh, yeah, we can make ourselves sound like experts on anything. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we can hear something on it and, and understand it. Yeah. But in a, like the fundamentals and yeah. then re-communicate. Not that we understand it deeply. Yeah. But, um, and I always, I always thought, okay, well, that's kind of a bit of a waste of time skill or yeah. talent to have. Right. Like, I couldn't do anything with it. And then we went into business. Of course, yeah. It's like, well, even then it was like, okay, I understand the strategies. And then it, then it was the connection between understanding and simplifying the strategies mm. and then the implementation of those strategies and communicating to the team. I was like, for me personally, as I've got older, I mean, like I'm 44 now, and I would say it took me till my late 30s mm. to understand that, oh, that thing where I can see, simplify communicate and execute mm. and communicate to mm. like whatever team that's my little talent yeah but it's not something that yours that anybody in life would ever turn around to you and go oh you're really good well that's that. just it it's about extracting it um and realizing uh, it in yourself yeah but how not necessarily to uh, apply it but well yes obviously to apply it but but where to kind of showcase it in a way where right. where to to be able to shout about it okay um and that's that's the thing all of us have superpower uh, superpowers you know plural um but they're hidden a lot of the time because my story is completely the opposite because obviously mm. i had a, a traditional talent as it you had was. exactly the opposite yeah, yeah in in music at a very young age and i was in national children's orchestras national choirs and you know, I did my uh, music exams very young and I had yeah. music scholarships. So obviously music was very much my talent and it had been throughout my family. My yeah. mother is a musician. My grandmother was a musician. Well, you've so, always been told as well, oh, you are clearly talented. Yes. Oh, you are talented. Yeah, this, yeah. this is your talent. This is your thing. But 
um, that gave me a completely different experience because I, as I assumed, and it was assumed that that would be my life. Yes. Because I had a talent, so you better bloody use it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's almost like yeah. Well, you're lucky to have that. Exactly. Other people don't have that. And I still get that to this day because I don't use my music anymore, other than for fun. You yeah. know, I don't use it in any career aspect. Um. You know, I, I still get people now, I can't believe you've wasted that. When did you last pay? Or you you used to be in that, weren't you in that anymore? Or whatever it is. Would well, you remember when we were, I can't remember where we were flying to, but I remember the taxi driver oh, yeah. taking us to the airport. It was so <laughs> random. They'd get like, these airport cars. Yeah, he and got quite some. high and mighty about it, didn't he? He did, because I think he'd heard of your mother. <laughs> he knew my mum. Yeah, yeah he, as a music because he was a musician and he was he was driving us to the airport. This is by random coincidence that he knew my mum. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Pretty, we just hired the company yeah, didn't yeah, we, yeah. to take us to the airport because we're going off to the next place during our eighteen months of travels. And um, yeah, and he 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 had he'd known of your mother as a musician. And then he said, oh, do you play? And then you said, and he'd probably spent most, I mean, it was like an hour and a half, two hour trip to the airport, wasn't it? And I think he spent most of that time berating you <laughs> for not playing. And why aren't you in these bands? And why, yeah. what a waste. And yeah. all this kind of stuff. I, I dread telling people now because I often, I often get that. Yeah. Um, but, but my the kind of point with him is that, you know, he was still a working musician, but he was a taxi driver because... Yeah. A lot of the time, music doesn't pay what you need it to, doesn't give you... Yeah, it's the... a lottery ticket, right? Exactly. Um, but, I mean, that that's by the by, that's not, not why I stopped. It was one of the reasons I stopped, but... You're but... intimidated by my singing voice. That's why you stopped being a musician. <laughs> that's what it was. It doesn't fit family life very well, is what it really was. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the main point that I'm trying to get at is I was very much given the complete opposite journey to you. And, and when I kind of stopped doing the music and realized that it it wasn't where my love was for a career it's not what I wanted to be doing I always felt like I slightly didn't fit right. with other musicians yeah. nothing like terrible but I, I just there was always this I wasn't quite and it was the same when I went into the media industry because that's what I really wanted to do with my but life yeah you did spend a bit of time in the movie stuff exactly yeah. and I did I did script writing for my degree and I wanted to be in the movie industry but I mean that one I knew a lot quicker within months I was like this isn't isn't the place for me and you just get that kind of fit but because of that, because all my life had been coming to you, you've got this talent, because my other talent was writing, which yeah. is hence why I did the script writing. Um, and then you don't. It's yeah. like, oh, well, now what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I... It's like, it's a bit like, it's a bit like, and and this is clearly not a problem I have, but <laughs> if you're somebody who, who grows up very tall, <laughs> yeah, and you're always told all your life you're going to be People don't know that this is an audio and you're sat down on the video. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I could be huge. six foot eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, but um, but the point is that it's a bit like being told your whole life that oh well you're you're really tall so you're going to be an amazing basketball player. Yeah. And you hate basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but I don't want to be a basketball player. Yeah. I want to do something else. But you're giving no other options because yeah. everyone else has run out of ideas for you. And it's and I suppose the common theme between the two of us is the concept that you have to work out for yourself. No one's going to tell exactly. you what your thing is yeah. and sometimes working out what your thing is you have to go down a lot of lot of what feel like very unassociated paths yeah. that have nothing to do with you that you're being dragged along and it can take a number of years it's that um who is it is it steve jobs i've said him a couple of times now on this episode but 
Was it Steve Jobs that said something along the lines of, you can't join the dots looking forward, you can only join the dots looking back? You've said that to me before, but I still don't don't know who it was. Yeah, so, and now when I look back Mm. over my history and my career path and then business life and all this kind of stuff, I can clearly see how we've ended up in this situation doing a podcast. Mm. Like, and how we've ended in a situation where we have smiley booth, photo booth hire, and say it. And it all makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like we're tapping into our own... Well, it was interesting that you said that it's only been the last kind of few years that you've realised your superpower as mm. it was. Because for me, it's been even less than that. It's, yeah. if anything, the last... Well, throughout this weird 2020 phase is when I've kind of really settled into who I am and what I want to share and I want to because you're getting old (laughs) and how that's kind of come about and I I think it's it's a confidence to not have to be the best in order to be able to share your knowledge and share um your experience of the world and and I I love this from um uh Denise Duffield Thomas um I was listening to a podcast of her she's the um her company's called Lucky Bitch and she's the like she's a money um mindset kind of expert. Right. Um and she's written three books and I've written I've read all of her books. I've followed her for quite a while. But in one of her podcast episodes she talks about how you don't have to be the guru. You don't have to be the leading expert. You can be a contributor. Yes. And if you're if yeah, you're um you know if you're really passionate about that particular thing and it can be again several things like um us traveling i'm very much i'm very passionate about you don't have to be tied to a location and you don't have to wait till you retire or your kids are older you know you and and you should be taking your kids traveling and and all of these things i don't have to be the leading expert like permanently traveling around the world with my children to do that i can join in conversations with other people i can put my two pence in yeah um and be listened to because i have an opinion i have a valid opinion obviously you don't want to be talking about something you know nothing about yeah um, but yeah, it, it, giving yourself to permission to not know everything um, and be kind of sharing your journey and on that journey is where my kind of realisation has come that I've got something to say, I've got something of value to say and, and I'm allowed to say it. I don't have to be the, the top of the top of the top to say it. Yeah, well it ties into a couple of things, isn't it? In that you're, um, you kind of let go of what other people think of you. Mm. So that's the first thing. It's And I think when you let go of worrying about how other people might think, it allows, it kind of gives you room to think about, well, what do I think? Yeah. And what what do I, why, why am I responding to certain things in the way I respond? And all that kind of stuff. And it allows, it allows yourself the breathe, the, 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 the silence and the breathing space to be able to explore that. Is yeah. it, and to treat yourself like you're somebody worth listening to. Yeah. So, and I definitely think that's, uh, if, unless you're very lucky and you've been given the right kind of messaging at an early age. I, I think for many of us, that's something that comes with age. I think yeah. as you get older, you start realising that, oh, everyone's actually broken in some way. Yeah, 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 and everyone's got and their story. Exactly. So it's so I'm just as valid as the next person, yeah. so I should start listening to myself a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, the, and the point about contributing to the conversation, I think that's a symptom of... The reason why... I, a lot of us don't do that sometimes. It's just a symptom of it's um, an all-or-nothing game. Mm. So, so i.e., the players that are already out there doing it have got it all. Mm. And, and, and there's so much um, hype in 
media and and press and social media and all this kind of stuff about these that, that make these individuals in whatever field it is seem omnipresent like yeah. they're they've got their hands on the like the fingers on the pulse on everything and they're everywhere yeah. and there's there's no room for anybody else but yeah. of course that's what they want you to think exactly. that's exactly that's exactly the image that they want to produce but and that's exactly what they'll have if everybody that every potential other contributor to the conversation thinks in a scarcity mindset i.e well there's a limited number of people and they've got them all but yeah, the reality yeah. is i mean the amount of people the oh, we haven't mentioned him a little while but tony robbins <laughs> the amount i thought because of we i've known of tony robbins since i was in my early 20s mm. and um and was aware of his books and everything else and and obviously we did upw back in 2015 and and all these kind of things and you get in this little tony robbins bubble yeah. where everything you see suddenly is just tony robbins yeah, tony yeah, robbins yeah. and everyone you seem to meet knows about tony robbins yeah and I was constantly surprised about the people that had never met, never heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. never seen any piece of his content. And, I was, and it really makes you appreciate that, oh, the world's a way bigger, yeah. bigger place well, than It's just echo chambers, isn't it? Because, you know, through some of the guests that we've had um, on this or guests that I'd reach out to that will be on future episodes, um, you know, we've become friends on Facebook or, or contacts on LinkedIn or, or something along those lines. And we've got... St- Shared contacts and oh, shared yeah, friends. Which is really weird. Yeah, and you think, how on earth do they know that person? It's because you're in these similar spheres and, and conversations happening all the time. Yeah. That when you go outside that, you don't realise that those people know nothing about that world. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what's quite fascinating about all of this kind of conversation-led world that I feel like we're moving into. Yeah. Partly brought, ahead, brought about by... 2020 and everyone being at home and conversation being our main way now of communicating with each other mm-hmm. through zoom through <clears throat> podcasts through now through clubhouse yeah, i mean arguably arguably we are we are we have more opportunity to be connected and be heard than in any previous time right? absolutely yeah and 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 it's it to me it's kind of almost like the year of the introverts as well yeah. because you don't have to go and stand on a stage in front of 2,000 people to be heard now. No. You know, you can just record something on your phone and hit hit share. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's it's so much easier to kind of speak your your message um, and share your superpower, you yeah. know, and that, and that could be in anything. And so I want to kind of go over, like, how it's okay to to share that vulnerability. Okay. Um, because people love that. People love the real story. They want... Mm. they. You know, I've heard lots of people say um, that when they, you know, pull back the, the curtain and talk about the behind the scenes of their business or the real this or the struggles they had or even some really, you know, tragic stuff like um, uh, Chrissy, no, John Legend and Chrissy, I've forgotten a second name, but they had the stillborn baby not long ago. Okay. And she was, um, she kind of took, or they as a family took pictures of it as it happened and posted it all over social and some people hated that and thought it really shocked by it but what it really did was brought out this massive conversation about a topic that's very upsetting yeah and isn't talked about enough yeah and they use their platform exactly. to raise the yeah exactly so you're, you're kind of being thrown in into this world where pe- people even people that you 
put on like this pedestal bad stuff never happens to them are showing you like what's and all you yeah, know yeah. and and that we're real people too yeah and, and people are loving that the, mm. the it brings every not down to your level in a bad way but you know just realizing that they're human and we're all going through the human experience well i think there's an element of we all understand that it's um there's risk in doing it they, mm. because you can have you can have a very um, balanced view of the world, like a, a, and be uh, quite altruistic and feel that okay, I'm. It's all about kindness, love, trust, all that kind of stuff, and that can be like your core values of your messaging. You can you can avoid too much in the way of political um, like messaging or anything like that, and you can just stay pretty much middle of the road and mm-hmm. everything else. And someone's going to hate you. Yeah, or yeah. Someone's going to want to take you take you out. Yeah, and. And so when you resonate, when you hear somebody on a podcast or YouTube or some or something and, and you like them, there's an acknowledgement that, well, not only are they saying something that resonates with me, but they're, they're, they're putting themselves out there to do that. And, yeah. there's, a, and, and there's risk in that. You're going to get people that just want to knock you down and, yeah. and make your life uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so putting that, that kind of, vulnerability out there and there's there's that um lovely quote uh famous quote uh by um dr zeus uh that you often see on like kids kid posters and books and stuff but today you are you that is truer than true there is no one alive who is youer than you <laughs> and it, but it's so true isn't it yeah. you know it's like and i think it's so difficult to realize your superpower and and communicate your superpower even more so because you know, if you were if you were to ask if you were to look at two snowflakes under a microphone, uh, microphone, microphone. <laughs> magnifying glass, if they would, <laughs> um, and, and see the the different patterns and stuff. Yeah. How would you describe that to someone? Because right. at the end of the day, there's still a geometric pattern of the same kind of colours, and you, you know, it would be impossible to describe those differences. But every single snowflake is different. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So it's it's trying to realise what that is for yourself, and then having the the convictions to be able to communicate that yeah. um, and not and ignoring the kind of imposter syndrome person that sits on your shoulder. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, I think people should be stepping out more yeah. and, and showing what they're about and sharing their journey. I think it's a really important, if, an, if for nothing else, other than there's going to be somebody else that that resonates with that, mm-hmm. that, that you can help in some way, shape, or form. I think it's really important. So you just reminded me of something that I heard today that I that really resonated with me. Um, it's some philosopher. Um, oh, I so should have prepared for this before saying saying it, but <laughs> it's something really simple. It's something like life is B. Life is B to D with C uh, intersected by C. Right. And I was like, okay, I don't understand what that means, but. Uh, life is birth and death, and mm. the C are the choices that you make in between. Ah. And I thought that's a really interesting way to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that before. No, I hadn't until earlier today. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it could could also not be just choices, but um, I don't know. You could you could use a a C of like the things that happened to you. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, Fates doesn't begin with a C. There is a C. Uh, yeah, you're on a sinking ship now, aren't you? <laughs> I can't think it's of going. what I'm thinking of. But yeah, just, I'm not going to send you a life jacket. <laughs> no. you're on a, you're on a... Situation's not a C. Then what no. is it I'm thinking of? This could be a very long episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to it at the okay, end. It's going to go through all the alphabet. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> so, um, 
Quick, go back to your list. I am going back to my <laughs> list, although my list is very scribbled today. Yeah. Um, so finding out, I think the key is to find out, as, as you said, like one person you're going to be able to help. Right. So it's, it's not necessarily what is your superpower in a traditional talent sense, like we said at the beginning, um, or, you know, I can do this if it's going to make me money, or, or something as obvious as that. But, but how do you and your brand, your personal brand, appeal to people? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's the appeal in the way you say something as opposed to somebody else? Right. And people want to hear your, a, a story that resonates with them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how many times, I mean, you do this all the time, do I? Um, that I can tell you something. Uh, it's one of those little things yeah, that I'm drives me nuts. Yeah. And it was I on, know where this is going. <laughs> and it was on Modern Family, wasn't it? The same storyline. That um, <laughs> and, and there's probably a lot of wives out there thinking the same, but I can tell Lee something and explain an idea or, or something or, or, you know, let's let's try this new thing or this new <laughs> restaurant or any, it could be anything or this new idea. And, and it completely falls on deaf ears. And then, you know, a few weeks or months later, you'll go, I think we should do such and such. And I'm like, I've been saying that for weeks. Now, um, see, I have a theory on that. But it's you're hearing it from something, some other place. No, I have a theory on that. What? I come up with some amazing ideas. <laughs> like, I regularly come up with some great, real stonking ideas that are just like, and you're like, wow, I need to find a way of taking credit for that. That's what that is. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> but it, no, you are right. You, you you've just say... resonated it. You've heard it from a different source and that's resonated with you more than what I've said. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And and that happens so much. I mean, again, going back to Denise um, Duffel-Thomas, I was listening to a podcast on, on being a contributor. So she's all about, as I said, money blocks and money talk and getting out your own way yeah. with money. And, um, and, so she, and as I said, she's written three books on it. Um, and I think the second one was was mostly about money. The other two were slightly off topic. Um, but she, her, her best friend apparently said to her, oh, there's this awesome money book. You should read it. It's really, really good. And she was just like staring at going, that's what I do. I write money books. But even a close friend hadn't twigged and preferred to get the message from somebody, from somebody else, else that yeah. she just resonated with more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you've got to realise, like, you know, when you panic about competition and or, you know, the market's saturated. If I put my toe in, nobody's going to hear me or want to hear me. And there will be people that resonate with your story and the way you say things and, and even your voice. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, I've listened to some books or podcasts and just not, and just been like, oh no, I don't like the listening to their voice. You know, it's. You're right, because we've had situations where friends have asked us, how do I do this and how do I do that? And then you tell them and they go, oh, great. Yep, yeah, thanks. Really appreciate your time on that. Awesome. <laughs> They go away, they don't do jack, and then you see them down the road, and then they go, yeah, I was speaking such, such, I'm going to do this. And then we'd be like, <laughs> yeah, we've done that with you. But I think it's also a symptom of you pigeonhole people. Mm. You think, right, they're in, like, your, the way your brain works is, um, like, your brain is a... Um, Oh, what's the term? It's a, it's a, you're doing it now. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, it's infectious. Um, it's like it is a is a deletion machine, right? So, like we've said before in in previous episodes, there's your your brain is constantly filtering stuff out all the time, right? So whether it be marketing messages, whether it be whatever it is, because the reality is, if our brains just let everything in, then. It, we would we wouldn't be able to move yeah. because it would just be too much, yeah. right? So your brain's function is just to only focus on the things that it perceives is relevant. So going back to your analogy of oh I said this and then it's months later and then you go oh that's a really good idea, 
it's because my brain perceives you uh, yeah. in this very specific role. Yeah, you yeah. could you could come up with the the most amazing strategy in the world and for the business or whatever it is. I mean, it's a bit of a tricky one because we work in business anyway, yeah, yeah. so we're always talking about business, but you get my point. It's like, well, it's also when you're ready to hear it as well. Exactly. I think that plays a big part. Yeah, but because I have, I have a, in my brain has got a very defined role in terms yeah. of what we talk about, how we talk about yeah. it and everything else. If it needs to come from somebody else that yeah. fits a different role. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you and you could be that somebody else yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and that's and that's why you seek out mentors and mastermind groups, isn't it, is to kind of get the, those other feedback loops that, that you need. Yeah. Um, I thought of the word, by the way, circumstance. That's, that's the C I was thinking of. <laughs> circumstance feels like a bit like accidental, though. Choices feels like more in your control. No, absolutely. But also the things that do happen to you yeah. can obviously guide guide your life and it's just, it's what you do with that that's important yeah, yeah. this is the b2d thing but yeah. in case in case any of you are <laughs> oh, yeah, listening or watching any... this going what's she talking about now it's when i said about the b2d with the sitting well, no, if anybody's C. just joined us they're not going to know so it's so least said earlier that um there was a psychologist or somebody that you'd heard about goes from b to d which is birth and death and then you life yeah life is choices. b to d intersected by c so birth and death intersected by choices and, and yeah. I wanted to think of another word that meant. So have you been thinking that this whole time? No, I thought of it when you just said when you when you okay. had your stopped moment. Okay. Anyway, Back to let's move on. <laughs> so how if you you're think you're listening to this and you're thinking you're kind of like, you know, that's all very well, but I definitely don't have a superpower. I don't know, or or you know, like you were saying that there's nothing I'm specifically good at. I'm good at a few things, but I have I don't know my one traditional thing well yeah i mean the, the penny drop for me a little bit is we used to be involved in masterminds mm. so a mastermind in business is um it all sounds very like sounds way bigger thing than it actually is it's basically a bunch of i always think of the tv show oh yeah but all it is is a is a bunch of like-minded business owners from different businesses not in the same industry generally and you get together every month um or every few weeks or whatever it is and you just share, like you just talk about your businesses and you talk about strategy and things like that. And I realized from doing those, that I loved doing them. Like mm. I, I loved hearing about businesses and going, well, why don't you think about doing it this way? And why don't you, what? and we'd often get feedback when, oh, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't mm. thought of this. And, I, and that was when the pennies started to drop for me. I was like, oh, I'm actually all right in these mastermind sessions. I actually mm. feel like I actually add some value, yes. you know? And that's when the pennies started to drop. But again, that was late 30s that that it yeah. took a long time into my adulthood that I started to recognize that oh there's a thing I'm all right at yeah well I, I was I heard somebody say um you know life's not a race mm. uh, and you don't want it to be because the point of a race is getting to the end yeah. <laughs> and so you know it, 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 you don't need to necessarily find your superpower in your 20s or in or as a kid. well if you believe social media mm. it's like you're supposed to have found your superpower yeah. or whatever it is, made your millions yeah. and done everything, Got it all traveled out the by world. the time you're 30, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's the same as the overnight success stories, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just not reality for No, most. it's not. So, if, as I say, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know what mine is, there's ways that you can kind of uncover that. And, and the first is to listen to other people. You know, go ask other people what they think of you because... Um, <laughs> Choose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, uh, another, <laughs> this is a perfect example of you not listening to me because <laughs> I've always said to you that you're you're a brilliant communicator. Oh, I'm in trouble already. <laughs> but I have, haven't I? And that mm. and that that you are very good at explaining something to somebody it, right. in a in a very 
kind of simple, understandable way. Mm. Um, and I think that's why we've found our kind of um, stride with this podcast, because you would normally talk at somebody. <laughs> telling them, yeah, there's nobody here to interrupt me right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. But explaining something to someone um, <laughs> when in not necessarily a suitable environment, but this is ideal. Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes you could see, like, I could see the look on some of our friends' faces <laughs> when they go, oh yeah, I've been playing around with this idea of doing this. And they go, right, what you need to do is this. And then you need to <laughs> yeah. do that. And they'd be like an hour and a half later, they'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I wish I'd never said anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you see what I mean? That was me that kind of spotted that in you. And mm. I will often use that in our business environment. If I think something needs explaining or, or whatever, then I'll be like, well, that that's you. That's your wheelhouse, well, not for- mine. Yeah, and well, the format of this podcast is how we do the franchise meetings. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whenever we got the franchisees together, Kate would lead the structure. Yeah. And I and go right, Lee. What what do we reckon on this? And I yeah. would I would just add the experiencing because yeah. if it was left to me, yeah, the poor sods would be there twenty four hours in a yeah. day running out of coffee. And that's my wheelhouse. You know, I yeah. I am really good at research and organizing and, and that kind of and, and building a structure of stuff. And I and I like all that. I don't really like the detail. No. Um, I, I like to build the kind of overarching thing. Well, when we have all our staff we and we're soon to have a load more staff yeah. over the coming weeks and months, but um, that infrastructure yeah. and how they and how they communicate and everything else is going to be very much yeah. building that, isn't it? So uh, ask others, um, and, and again, as you say, be careful, but ask others what, what are your your strengths, you know, what they think your strengths are, what they think you're good at. Um, and if, if you feel like you've got nobody to kind of ask that direct question or you don't want to ask that direct question, what do people come to you with? Mm. You know, what do people ask your advice on? Um, what do people say to you? Oh, it's all right for you. You find X, Y and Z really easy. Yeah. You know, the, all these things are kind of clues as to, to what your superpower is. I mean, some, somebody said to me um, a few years back and, and that was a kind of light bulb moment for me was... Um, uh, I, I got this thing organized at my kid's school that, that nobody was kind of taking ownership of. And um, to me, it was quite a simple thing to organize, but everybody was kind of just tying themselves in knots with this this arrangement. And it was just to create a video of some stuff that the kids had done. And I got it sorted. And I remember somebody saying to you, oh, well, you would, wouldn't you? You're, you're the girl that gets things done. And I was like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of realized that, well, yeah, I am. Because yeah. I, I don't like... No, I've never liked the word no. And I had that as a child from my parents. You, yeah. you never accept the word no. <laughs> um, but I didn't because I've always thought there's got to be a way. Well, that's one of the reasons why we ended up in the events industry. Yeah. Because the events industry is so... Yeah, you have yeah. to deliver exactly at this time and it has yeah. to be what you promised. And yeah, I mean, I remember there were several occasions where we were... I mean countless occasions where we would be up till two three four in the morning working on a problem to get it solved because we knew there was an event coming up yeah. that needed it yeah. and and i'd be i'd be there and i'd be like half asleep and i'd be i don't know if i can last any longer you'd be like no we're gonna solve this problem <laughs> but that that's when i work best i love problem solving yeah um and you know when i when i was a musician and i did the the music school one of my favorite things to do was to do the music um uh concerts that we did and put those together or um i used to do music camps for kids Mm -hmm. but again organizing the bit not actually doing the thing but organizing it was the fun bit to me (laughs) but again it's that joining up the dots when you look back look back you can see oh yeah there's a thread here that that runs true all the way across and and that can take a long time to work it out it's like it's giving us 
it's not beating yourself up because you haven't recognised that yet. I think, and that's what I used to do. I used yeah. to be like, oh, it's all right for them. They got because there's some really obvious talents yeah. that people go, oh, they're really yeah. good at this and they're really good at that, and you'd be like, oh, it's all right for them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just looking over your life, and yes. thinking, oh, there's some, there's a core. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that's that's one thing to do is ask others, um, and then think, look inward, and you know what lights you up. You know what do mm. you. And, and part of that isn't just about enjoying it, but what you do with ease. You know, as Lee just gave the example that we'd be up till silly o'clock trying to problem solve for, you know, some events we came up. I would have the energy because to me it, it wasn't fun as such because it Nobody was stressful. Nobody got you fired but, up. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you'd be like, oh, I just want to go to bed yeah, because I'm done. you hated <laughs> yeah. it. Whereas, but, but me, I was just like, I can solve this. I know I can do it. And, and yeah, it, it was a, like a fuel. Mm. Um, so it... Find those situations when you feel energised and lit up. And again, that's a big clue as to that's your superpower. Yeah, because just because there's not a defined, like, an obvious outlet for it, doesn't mean there won't be. just means you haven't found it yet. It's, it's like that problem-solving aspect that you could have identified that that was your thing. It's mm. like, well, how the hell do I use it? Yes. And I think sometimes we get obsessed about monetizing stuff yeah. and all this kind of stuff it's got to, it's got to have a direct monetary reward or maybe i can do this with it so well maybe you don't need to yet maybe there's yeah. not an obvious outlet for it but recognizing that you have it gives you so much more confidence in, in your own personal understanding and yeah. how you approach stuff and everything doesn't yeah, it? yeah absolutely um and um as i said to you what what do people kind of come to you for and, and what do you find easy um you know what what could you do just in your sleep um, you know that you, that you find easy and and how that's kind of come together for us for example and um, because obviously we work together so there's kind of two for the price of one when you work with us yeah. um but is is these kind of marketing strategies that we now mm. um do for other companies because it brings in your strategy because you yeah. love to strategize something and, and explain something to people it brings in my problem solving because yeah. somebody says i've got this problem and i'm like yay let's go yeah, let's yeah. fix it um and we both love to help people well, it's one of the so, reasons why we also do a daily podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we've talked to people about doing a daily podcast, people are like, you're doing a what? But <laughs> when you look at our personalities and our things, it's exactly right. Like Because there's you you have the problem every day of, what are we talking about tomorrow? Yeah. What's the thing? And Finding so, guests. And it's time constrained. Yeah, it's yeah. like, right, I've got to get it all done by then. And yeah, it's 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 weird how that comes about. It's yeah. it's. It's not luck. I think people think things come about like these things because it's, oh, it's just lucky you got this. Or it's, it's not. It's it's when you start becoming aware of what your superpower is, if you like, or what your talent or your thing is, um, however you want to call it, your subconscious starts becoming aware of opportunities. It starts mm. bringing them forward to you. Yeah. And we... We had a feeling about doing a podcast. I'm not. This is. I'm not saying we're like the most popular, fantastic not, not podcast on the planet. We've only just started. <laughs> but the fact that we step up every day and we enjoy doing it, and we love doing Smiley Booth, Photo Booth, Hire, and we love doing the Say It stuff as well. I Say It business as well. It's like, and we love working with companies about the marketing stuff. The fact that we love doing that stuff is because we we recognise those things within us. Yes. The, the talents that we have within us yeah, and, and I they think, complement those talents. Yeah, and I think it's a couple of other things, not not just um, awareness, but allowing yourself to have that talent as well mm. in terms of, um, like, particularly for me with the music, 
it was allowing myself to, okay, I'm good at that, but that doesn't mean I have to do that. Yeah. And there's other things I'm good at too. Yeah. So don't necessarily listen to all the people that say to you, oh, you should, I, I know I asked, said ask people for their advice on, on what you're good at, absolutely, but don't listen to them, oh, you should do this and you should oh, yeah, do that yeah, yeah. because... Because they don't know. No, and if that, again, if that doesn't light you up, then it's a likelihood that it's not your superpower because you're not going to give your best to other people. Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to show up with the kind of best and uh, your best self really yeah so. and actually this is one of the first times I, I now kind of understand when people business owners talk about find your passion mm. it's they because i've hated that phrase forever yeah. like when when people don't go into business just you need to unless you know what your passion is because if you find your passion it won't be work to you you'll just do it and i used to be like no bugger that mm. because like I, as much as I love our smiley booth photo booth hire business, I hate having my photo taken. <laughs> and and photo booths, I didn't like grow up as a kid going one day I'm going to have a photo booth business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was like the, even when we came across the idea, yeah, I loved the idea of it. Like in terms of the experiences we could create for people, but. A photo booth wasn't my passion. But that's what you were loving. You were loving the connecting people. Yeah. Which it, is your superpower. You're, yeah, yeah. You're great at bringing people together. Yeah, that's the bit that, yeah, exactly. exactly. You see? And, but, joining the dots again. Yeah, but the, the failing, I think, in the message of I'll go do your passion is um, people, and I, I certainly made that mistake, is you think, well, okay, well, if I'm a cake maker, for example, I don't really love making cakes. Like, that's not really... My, so, I, oh, I'm not really passionate about it. I'm mm. not really passionate about making cakes. Mm. It's like, no, but you might be passionate about some aspect of what that business does for you. Mm. And and that's the problem with this sweeping statement of being, mm. uh, you find your passion. Yeah. But now I kind of get it a bit more. Now, when you work out, well, what is it that's in you, that yeah. you, the, the business or whatever it is brings out in you? Yes. And that's your passion. Yeah. Yeah, it's something about what you do, not necessarily the thing you do. The, yeah. The kind of vehicle that you use to do it. Yeah. The, you know? the product or service isn't necessarily the thing that's your passion. No. But the method in which you're doing it or the way you connect with certain people or anything yeah. else could be. Or the result or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. So, yeah, it just becomes a vehicle for how you express that superpower. Yeah, I think, agreed. Yeah. Is, um, so, yeah. yeah, like the Spanx woman, whatever, Sarah, what's her name? Yes. Uh, Blakely. Yeah. So I doubt very much she just wakes up and go, and her room is just wall to wall spanks thingies. No, she's and all she about get... empowering women to feel better. There we go, yeah. right? So she's not getting up and like putting one over her head going, <laughs> I love these things. And she's an issue. No, That's not her no, passion. Absolutely. No. So if she if she was very literal about, I'll oh, do what your passion is, yeah. she probably never would have done Spanx. No. But the empowering women, or make, what do you call it? You, the... she, she empowers women to feel better about themselves. Yeah, yeah. there we go. That's her, her passion. Absolutely, yeah. because you know she wasn't a fashion designer or anything like that. Yeah. It was very much the, the conduit of making people feel better about themselves. Yeah. Or women, sorry, feeling better about but themselves. But recognising what that is, is elusive, I think yeah. is the point I'm trying to make. Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's... Uh, it's a real, it's a disappearing act that you're trying to grab it. You're trying to figure out what it is. And again, it's only when you look back yes. after doing the grind for long enough and, and problem solving for long enough. And you look back, and you go, oh, this is the bigger pit. This is the thing that I keep coming back to yeah. and keep doing. Yeah. And, and look for the clues in unusual places. You know, mm. if, if you're 
if you're employed or you were until recently because of 2020 or you're on furlough or whatever and you've not really had the chance to kind of investigate what that is you know look at things you do outside of work um you know what what clubs and things are you involved with or do you organize or um you know what um or even within work is there like extracurricular stuff you do within the the working environment look for the clues outside it doesn't necessarily have to be the thing that you do yeah and don't whatever you do um fall for the trap of the next big thing the Mm. next money-making thing because it's never is it's never like i was talking to somebody randomly yesterday and um they got onto the bitcoin thing and all the all of that kind of stuff and it's like i'm gonna make and I've seen several people like that and it's, it's several people do that and it's like, I'm going to make myself millions doing this and all mm. this kind of stuff. But, okay, those are interests, but mm. they don't necessarily don't necessarily resonate with who that person is. And no. whereas somebody like Siam Kid, for mm. example, that those types of strategies and the finance and the, and the trading game and everything else, that is who he is. Oh, yeah. Like he yeah. loves that strategy and everything else. Yes. That's, that's his passion. That's his superpower. Yes. And he's managed to make himself... An Reverse enormous engineering amount. stuff and all of that kind of thing is what he really, he really likes to do, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And he's very analytical. Mm. He's very about numbers and result. Yeah. And, and he, can be, he can be quite dispassionate about yeah. all of these things. And so he's naturally the right person for that thing. Yeah, yeah. But just because he's made a shed ton of money yeah. on, the, on all of that stuff doesn't mean that you will because you might not necessarily have the same characteristics and drivers that he does. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh God, yeah, it's like that um, match betting that you got into for a while. <laughs> I mean, that that's quite a valid way of making a reliable income when it comes we to... We know any, people do. Yeah, any kind of um, betting or trading, that, that is quite a, an obvious, reliable way rather than, rather than gambling, which obviously a lot of the other things are. But God, it pours the tears out of me. I couldn't do it. Well... <laughs> It, it, it's just not me when it at was pre- all. well when it was presented to me because I like numbers and spreadsheets and things like that I was like okay this seems to make perfect sense and it was just like a it was a it was a little hobby basically mm. it was going to pay some money because it was quite interesting to mm. me but it absolutely was the worst thing in the world for me to do yeah but for somebody else that we know they did brilliantly yeah. because they they had the right pa- uh, attributes attributes for yeah. it yeah but for me it was the it, it tapped into all the wrong attributes yeah. and um yeah, so it definitely has to the inspiration you have for and ideas you have have to come from you. Yes. They shouldn't they shouldn't be oh that person over there is making a load of money, so I'm going to copy what they do because it will fall apart or it's, you won't yeah, get anywhere near the same success. It's got to be something that you're, you're into, um, even if you don't think you're necessarily passionate about it. Something that you're into because. Otherwise, you just you just be miserable doing it, and you know, as you say, it will, it will fall. Even if you're successful for a short term, it will fall apart eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people see through it as well. You yeah. know, people people like they get lit up by you being lit up by something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's infectious. It is. I mean, if if someone if we would sit down with someone today and they were interested in hiring Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire, if someone rang me up, for example, and said, "Oh, I'm interested to ha- have." For having you at my party or wedding mm. or corporate event, I will speak as passionately and enthusiastically about that service as I did on day one. Yeah, like it hasn't changed. And people my, have said that as well. That yeah. it's our passion as to why they chose us. Same with taking on a franchisee. When we yeah. sit down with franchise franchise candidates, we speak as passionately and enthusiastically about that because it's it's part of who we are. It's yeah. part of our core. 
And, and that's what business needs. You need to have that constant enthusiasm and passion for what you do. We're using that word passion again. But, but, uh, but when you identify what your thing is, yes. that's, that's not work. That's not, a th- that's, no. that's not effort. Yeah. It's something that's that you often, just do. Yeah, and it? it's often where two things kind of come together as well. It's like when you bring something new um, to like a different market, for example, um, like uh, going back to the Denise example again, these money blocks, she brought the kind of discussion of money to women, um, which wasn't really being talked about at the time. There's there's lots of others now, like the the Wealth Chef and a few others I can think of. Um, But yeah, it wasn't really being talked about at the time. So she brought something that was tried and tested you know there's money coaches out there but she brought it to a new audience it's quite a male dominated yeah, sphere isn't exactly it? Yeah. and you see like um uh, yoga for example you know right. once upon a time there was just yoga right and now there's all these different types of like niched yoga because yeah. they bought it to a new type of person or yeah. a, or within us you know yoga for children yoga for, do you know what i mean like that yeah. you bring it something and, and i think that's something where you you can quite uh, find your superpower sometimes is by doing something that you enjoy that doesn't necessarily match the the world that you operate in and, and bringing the two together yeah and there's no such thing as a saturated marketplace no there's at all it's it's you are the, the reality is there's not another you so if you go i often see discussions because or i used to i don't really put i i we basically have a strategy where some of these episodes well every episode is published across as many, as many platforms as we're happy to manage at the moment. And one of those platforms is YouTube. But when I started doing that, I did some investigating in terms of what's the most appropriate way to get this up onto YouTube. And it led me down some rabbit holes of YouTube channels that are very successful and all this kind of stuff. And one of them was gaming. Right. And they were saying, oh, the gaming YouTube channel market is just saturated. There's no way. And I remember seeing that. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. Because audiences change all the time. They change affiliations and everything all the time. Yeah. And if if you if your voice, if your enthusiasm, if your view on how that should look resonates, it will resonate with someone. It will resonate with an audience. Yeah. The trick is is how consistently you step up and deliver that that message. Yeah. Yeah. So completely. I mean, it, it's like. Um... Uh, parental coaching um, mm-hmm. you know if you're sat in the middle of the night trying to get your your child to go back to bed or something and or, or a baby to sleep or something like that and you're googling like how do i get my kid to sleep and, you know that question's been asked a thousand billion times yeah. and, and a thousand billion people have answered it yeah uh, you know and it's it's um it's it, it so you're going to resonate with some blog or some podcast about it and and then you're going to end up following that person because that means something to you and you know there's new mums and dads all the time so it's like these things don't disappear it doesn't have to be brand new it's just you're bringing your take to it yeah and there's so much choice out there for everybody that everybody understands that there's fluidity yeah there's loyalty all the time that loyalty is being rewarded but uh, and so meaning that the moment somebody that you come up with something more interesting or somebody else or or a different view or that or, or that particular person that's great that audience is no longer consistently delivering in the way that everybody likes to consume it a great example is the joe rogan podcast where mm. he's gone over to spotify there's been a load of articles over recent mm. weeks about our spotify regretting this because right. a load of the audience is like well i'm used to using this channel yeah, to yeah, see yeah. joe yeah. rogan and stuff he's no longer there and i don't want to go over there yeah and um 
and and that's the reality right it's it's you you've got to just step up all the time and just yeah. try these things yeah you do and you do need to listen to your audience as well you know i say bring two things together but you know i wouldn't advocate i don't know teaching opera to football fans for example do you know what i mean it's like there might be a there, bunch. there might be a small bunch in the, a niche 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 but yeah you've got to kind of listen to where your audience are and what resonates with them as well yeah, I mean, there might be a niche because what was that really weird one I found the other day? What, what was it? Head a knitting rock band. Do you remember? I told you about it. And they literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Head banging rock band or something. And it was a concert, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Full of people knitting and, and head banging at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> there's something for everybody. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. And and it, and there's an <laughs> argument in business to say the more niche you get, the better. Yeah. Because the more lo- the 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 more loyal your audience and and the more appetite they have to keep coming back because you've created such a... I mean, a good example is that I'm always surprised that Warhammer still exists, mm. you know, but there's a huge, like, mm. market for that yeah. where people are still buying these little metal figures and they're playing their little ball game. In, a dig, in the digital age, yeah. that's still as strong as ever. Well, and the... the... Reenactment people as well. Yeah, they go off and get dressed up for the weekend and do a like reenactment somewhere. That's yeah. that's a really big thing. To do. There's something for everybody. So the the trick is 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 how do you get your idea, your widget, in front of the right audience? And the way you do that is you work out well what's going to get me excited every day, what's going to get me up every day yeah. to talk about this message. Because if you do it consistently enough. That it will come. Like they they will can, find you. Yeah, and something that you can communicate with authority, which again doesn't mean being the absolute best at it. It just means being passionate about it, knowing your topic, your your whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and just by being a, a superpower and a super fan of whatever that is, you you will be able to speak with that authority. Yeah, but you have to do it consistently for a long time. Yeah. And it's because the amount of times that I've seen stuff where. I've got, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, they haven't posted anything since 2019. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, oh, they're probably not around anymore. Move on. Yeah. And so, and that's such a shame because they might absolutely be there. Yeah, yeah. They might absolutely be perfect for me, but they just, they're just not talking anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So go find your superpower, superpower Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Make it true to who you are. Get some feedback. Definitely careful about where you get the feedback from. Yeah, <laughs> both good and bad. Because some like some people that have your best interests in mind will tell you whatever they think is going to make you happy. Mm. You know, but it might not necessarily be the right thing. Yeah, the yeah. thing you actually need to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> right, episode seventy-five. Yes. Have we a good day. See all. you tomorrow. Yes. Bye. Thank you.